when they they can't they can't it's exactly you you know exactly the kind of people that go i didn't technically lie to anyone ha 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 (laughs) you know (laughs) like i said (laughs) that's what i was saying like that's Hello, and again, welcome back to Maybe We'll Talk, a podcast where I talk to people on the phone. It's great. Um, Today, we have got another edition of the Easy Town Book Club. We are reading The Great Hunt, the second book in the series The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan, mostly. Uh, We've just started this one, so this is our preliminary look at the first chunk of it and uh whatever other general stuff we feel needs to be discussed and probably some stuff that's very off topic as well if you're asking yourself what the fuck is the easy town book club well easy town is the name that i named my discord server five or six years ago when they made me get one to be a twitch guy uh, you got when you when you sign up, they make you have a Discord server. So now it's a place where we talk about books and Vampire the Masquerade and and this podcast. And you can come and talk to us about books and Vampire the Masquerade. You can get a link to that Discord at koyadk.tv and also my Etsy where you can buy soap and Patreon and Twitch and other places to support me. And all of my stuff and social things can be found on that website. Koya DK, C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv, and really, I gotta update that and update a lot of stuff and work on my schedule. I got a lot of things to do. I'm very behind on a lot of stuff. This is late. Everything's coming out late, but at least it's still coming out. Everything's still going. I'm still rolling right along. Everyone everyone here is doing great. The kitties are great. I got a bunch of stuff to ship. I gotta figure out when I can sneak over to mom's house to cook up a batch of soap. It's as the summer has kicked off. My relatives are beginning to pour in to the lake house from around the globe. And, um, yeah. It's great, really. Everyone gets to relax and see each other, you know. But also, um, sometimes less things end up getting done, especially when I have to use... (laughs) <laughs> the kitchen at the lake house, which will be full of people, but we'll see what's going on with everything. And uh, yeah, and actually, I'm, I'm going to talk all about that in uh, another project that I have going on this week that uh, has got me a little bit more backed up and or kind of just as backed up as usual. Uh, video talking about what it's like this time of year at the lake house and um, uh and just sort of what's been going on and what we've been cooking. And I wanted to talk about some of our other ingredients and stuff. But And then really, and the reason I'm talking about that now is because I do kind of want to... I've always sort of striven to bring all of my various projects and things kind of together. And um, right now I have a lot more... Right now I have the most big serious projects going on at once. So I don't know how maybe I will tie them all together by, let's say, talking about how I'm working on a soap video instead of doing the podcast while I'm eventually finally editing the podcast. But anyway, 
I am going to update that website. And you can find all the stuff there. Get the link to the Discord and come talk to us if you want to. Um, but yeah, I'm working on a lot of stuff. A lot of things are going on. A lot of people are around. Very exciting times, really, as always. Um, so, yeah, joining me for the book club, as usual, is Alex. Let's talk about The Great Hunt. Good morning. Good good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Okay. Alright, good. I have just finished chapter five. So good. Means <laughs> that I need to read it too. But we can still talk about it, I know. Everything that happens in this book, anyways. Sure. Not word for word. But... Well, uh, this far into it, I'm into it. I like it. I, uh, yeah. I like that it's really, really rolling right away. There really hasn't been anything other than exposition either. Oh, there was a lot of Rand running around and. Yeah. Yeah, 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 his friends like a dick. Yeah, I mean, he he knows that he might, you know, blow up. He's gonna go crazy and die, and yeah, exactly. <laughs> he might detonate. Exactly. So he doesn't want them around for that, and he doesn't want to tell them that, you know, he is because he doesn't want them to think badly of him so instead he yells at them so he thinks so they think badly of him and leave <laughs> sometimes life is like that typical teenage shit yeah. typical teenage shit Which wouldn't make any sense if they were you know mid to late 20s <laughs> i mean that is funny <laughs> but also i mean i've i've seen plenty of Mid to late twenty year old people behave like teenagers. That's true. <laughs> so, that is true. But really, but no, it is. It is you know, it is the kind of behavior you would expect from teenage characters, which is what we're dealing with here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, it's like the part of the thing that makes it ridiculous is that like. It doesn't work as a coming of age, right? Yeah, because of if you if you so just the fact that one of them has already lost a wife in the TV show is it just I mean it couldn't possibly change the tone of the characters more. Yeah, that they're already like and and especially coming from you know a sort of Middle Ages medieval foresty village. Mm-hmm. Being 26, this is probably, I'm speaking with hyperbole, but that's like being an old man. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, honestly. You know, it really at does that point, change At that point, you probably have your own, you know, your own land, your own... Mm-hmm. Operation and business and, you know, uh, yeah. you know uh, blacksmithing shop, you know. So I haven't really talked to Perrin. We have, yeah, we haven't really seen Perrin or Matt yet. But um, uh, yeah, Moraine is friends with the with the most important lady. Yes, the Swan Sanche. 
and uh, they're up to something. They've been doing conspiracies. That might get them stilled. Yeah, women don't get gentled. Mm -hmm. Whether you're getting gentled or stilled, it's bad. (laughs) No one likes it. Yeah. Which kind of brings up, like, the morality of it and, like, the ethics of it. Because it's like, is it really any better to make them suicidal and have them kill themselves than to just kill them outright? <laughs> like, it's essentially the same thing. You know? and, but except that in the case of inducing suicide, you get to say, well, that wasn't really my fault. Maybe if, <laughs> maybe if he was a little less of an asshole. <laughs> but really, no, it's very, yeah. <laughs> It's fucked. Well, there's another part of it that you learn that's even worse because, um, I mean, it's not really a spoiler for anything. So, the insanity that they like them slowly going insane. How how far they went insane doesn't go away when they gentle them, and they don't treat it or care about it at all. They just. That's one of the reasons that they kill themselves is because they're still crazy and they can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit rough. <laughs> yeah. This is so, a nasty world where people are nasty to each other. Yes. And children oh. in white cloaks patrol the neighborhood and the countryside. <laughs> Not really children. <laughs> Assholes. Assholes that call themselves children. Uh, so is the guy... (laughs) (laughs) Is Bernhold the guy in the prologue? Bernhold? Bornhold? Bornhold? Am I saying the guy's name? Bornhold. Bornhold. No. Oh, okay. But you you did see a Shinaran in the prologue. Yep. Do you have any? Do you have any uh, guesses for that? I won't confirm or deny, but well, I hope it's not Lord Anglemar. That would be unfortunate. Red Lady seems to know something is up, mm-hmm. or is at least threatening Lord Anglemar. Oh, she is Red Aja, and as Morin said, they hate all men, so. There's no difference to them between Trollocs and men. (laughs) She'd be threatening him anyway. (laughs) In in Chapter 5, which I just read, it certainly seems that Liadrin may know some secret. Nothing is confirmed and no one speaks plainly. All of these Aes Sedai speak so conspiratorially to each other that there's like a higher level of concentration that you have to like... Oh yeah, it's like I think I love we have. Go ahead. I love the uh, insults that are, that aren't technically insults, except that they're insults. Oh like yeah, when these Ryan, guys they throw shit. Ryan was like, <laughs> yeah, Ryan was like, oh, you know, there weren't any, there weren't any ice that I here before, so there's no, there was no reason to make the distinction. Yes, not that I would make the distinction anyways, because you're a piece of shit, <laughs> but. <laughs> There wasn't before, so you can't say that I did it specifically to keep you out. <laughs> they tell the whole they tell the truth, but not the truth 
that is uh, not something. <laughs> yeah. do, do you know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> yeah, the truth that I tells you is not the truth that you think it is. Right, there you go, exactly. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I have maybe mentioned... I've I've sort of I've I've mentioned this a couple of times to a few of the people I talk to on this podcast, but uh, there is sort of there's certain type of people that when you talk to them you feel like you have to kind of translate what yes. they're saying and figure out what they're actually saying. This is like a bunch of those type of people all talking to each other. Yes, these are very sneaky, manipulate. These are very sly ladies, a real coven of witches. These guys. Well, I like it. Like they are very um, blatantly backhanded, and there's one person later who's so much better than them at it. <laughs> okay. <he's, laughs> okay. Cool. He's, he's one of my favorite characters. He doesn't get a lot of a lot of uh, dialogue, but it's very late on. But I can't remember the exact wording of it. Uh, it's basically like. Um, being polite is a sign of good upbringing and uh, what she had said was oh you know you you really must not be bothered by us because you're so polite so basically it was saying no you're a piece of shit but I was just <laughs> raised right right yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally <laughs> yeah so we have Balsamon wearing a mask now and Burnt to a crisp, but still alive. Yep. Is that in the prologue? That's the prologue. There's also um, a mention of a 13, correct? There are 13 Forsaken. I don't think I knew that before. Yeah. I think I thought there were probably like hundreds. But these are like, so these are like his generals. Yeah. I didn't really, Basically. yeah, I, I guess I didn't interpret, I didn't realize they were that important. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, you kind of get teased out on, like, what exactly the difference is between the different, like, rankings and different types of people in the um, yeah. Lord of the Dark Army. Yeah, that's what it is. This dude in the prologue is, uh, or maybe it's only hinted at. No. Oh! Oh, I'll tell you what, I've just now reread the passage. The guy in the prologue has a red shepherd's crook on his children, on his white children's he cloak. He does. Okay, so and I've just met the uh, the questioners, the inquisitors, yep. the nasty, the torturers. The yes. real assholes. I've just met them in chapter five. The ones who use torture implements to make you... Confess to being a witch. Yes. Make you confess to being evil, whether you are or not. And then they can put you to death because you said you're evil. There's a, that's a good way to find <laughs> lots of witches. People will confess to anything if you <laughs> hurt them enough. Other than... Oh, yeah? The th oh, yeah? You, learn, you learn later that, like, there, there's a mention that uh, one of them specifically tortured somebody for, like, over a week for them to confess. Oh, so really, one of these it very... It really doesn't matter how much you do <laughs> One of these good, holy, white men in white clothes. <laughs> yeah, 
And uh, they're not really liked by other white cloaks for some reason. Not sure. Not sure why the questioners <laughs> seem like such bad people to to the white cloaks. You know, uh, even the regular white cloaks are assholes. <laughs> the assholes that are so bad of assholes that other assholes are like, you know, I'm not really comfortable with those people. I have to put up with them because they technically believe the same things that I do, but I don't really like them, and I kind of wish they weren't here. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so let's see here all right this passage i felt like this passage was very illuminating i felt like uh because this is a sign i in the last time the last time that we spoke about the last book i had a lot of mm-hmm. questions about the one power and 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 such yeah and uh so this was this was an illuminating passage the Forsaken, thirteen of the most powerful wielders of the one power in an age filled in an age filled with powerful wielders of the oh my god <laughs> yes. the, what's yeah. so the, where the passage I'm reading but uh, mm-hmm. the two lines, basically lines two and three of what I'm reading, the words powerful wielders appear in the exact same place on both <laughs> lines, so I'm gonna try yeah. not to be read in, I'm, not, I'm gonna try not to go in a loop. the forsaken 13 of the most powerful wielders of the one power in an age filled with powerful wielders had been sealed up in shialgul along with the dark one sealed away from the world of men by the dragon and the hundred companions and the black and the backblast of that ceiling had tainted the male half of the true source and all the male Aes Sedai, those cursed wielders of the power, went mad and broke the world, tore it apart like, like a pottery bowl smashed on the rocks by Link, ending the age of legends before they died, rotting while they still lived, a fitting death for Aes Sedai, in the mind of this questioner. Um, yes. So the the uh... yeah, I remember you asked specifically about that, and I read that. I was like, okay, yeah, like I knew that there was a there's an explanation coming up pretty soon. I didn't remember it being specifically in the prologue, but and some of yeah, these rotting men, as they rotted, invented the ways and made friends with yeah. those years. Yes. Yep. So there we go. That's a big. So there's a. So there's a little. That's a little recap of what happened 13 years ago and who broke the world and why it happened. 13 years, give or Thir- take. 13 is that what I said? <laughs> 13 years. 13 that's forsaken. That number was in my okay. 3,000. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 3,000 years long, ago. A long time ago. Yeah. What was going on here 3,000 years ago? Uh, Rome, like here, here, like no, Indies. I meant on on the planet Earth. <laughs> uh, the pyramids, I think, were they were there. They were like, I think that three thousand years ago, the building 4, of the pyramids was three thousand years before that. Really, is it four thousand BC for them to have been built? I think they were built like six thousand BC. I uh, once we get into BC, it's all kind of the same. Yeah, thing. right. Well, it all really it surely turns into just a mash. And, you know, yeah, was killed and. But you know, there's some, and I've 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 mentioned this not not to you, but you know, there's some statistics saying that like you know, 
Cleopatra, who is, you know, a very famous lady that was an emissary to Rome and lived at the end of the great Egyptian empire, she lived as far away from us as the great pyramids were in the past, in her past, the building of the great pyramids. So they were, when, when, when ancient Egypt was ancient, a 3000 year old culture, those ancient pyramids had been built 3000 years before that. Yeah, the pyramids were 4,500 years ago, so not quite, not quite 3,000 okay. years, years. Yeah, so I guess I don't know if it was around, I guess I don't really know when Cleopatra was, was around, but she was, yeah, to sum it up, the, the, the factoid or whatever is that, you know, she was an emissary to Rome at the end of the age of the Egyptian Empire or whatever, and uh, whenever she lived, her... Mm -hmm. The, pier the building of the Great Pyramids were as far in her past, and this might be something that was true 100 years ago or in 1985 or something, but they were as far in her past as she was in our past at some point recently. It could still be yeah. the case. I don't, she might have lived in the year 600, you know? I don't know. Much, yeah, much later than that. She was closer to, I think she was in like 200 like 1, BC. Oh, it has to be in the same age as Caesar, right? Oh, yeah, so, Caesar. So I don't really know when. I guess that was probably around zero ish, Caesar. Yeah. Uh, oh, did you say no? You said forty four BC. I remembered forty four BC was when he died. So. So yeah, and so forty five hundred forty five hundred years ago. If you take two thousand to get back to zero, and then two thousand yeah. more. And then there's still about 500 years beyond that. So it, it, it's close, but it works. They were built a long time before that lady. And so they were there for a long time. They're yeah. still there. They, they've, they've, always, they've been there. There's, that's some of the oldest shit. The oldest shit that we've made. Some big pyramids. You reckon uh, aliens helped? That's possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. I don't know why, but well, you know, I guess do anything. Why would they build monuments to the leaders to the of, dead? Like, yeah, yeah. I, why? That doesn't make any sense to me. That's the like you can say like it doesn't make any sense how people were capable of doing that, but it doesn't make any sense to me why aliens would do that. <laughs> so specific, yeah, I guess specifically about why there are tombs in there. I guess well here well this well. Well, sorry. So, so definitely something that people say is that, like, the pyramids, what remains is this rock structure that one time had metal inside of it, and it was some kind of radio station or power plant, right, or some kind of yeah. futuristic thing. But then, and then I was about to say, but why would there be dead Egyptian guys? So I but maybe the Egyptians were like, look at these ancient things, let's pull all the wiring out of them. And we can bury people in there because obviously these are things the gods left behind. But uh, I mean, I can't speculate as to what the ancient Egyptian people were doing, but I kind of, I don't really think that there were alien yeah. power plants. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it would be even more difficult for them to pull out the wiring, not knowing what it was or how to like dig into the like rock that's there to pull out the copper tubing that, that would supposedly have been in there. <laughs> already you it's would think that like likely, it's much more likely that just like 
the rain deposited copper <laughs> there and it just kind of seeped into the rock that wasn't like mortared in yeah you know those rocks aren't mortared together <laughs> it's just yeah uh, and that, that seems more likely to me <laughs> if the stone was still there the metal would still be there unless yeah and, and yeah, where did it go? Did they take all the parts of these ancient power plants? I guess maybe the idea is that somehow whatever the whatever whatever the technology part of whatever was going on in the pyramid is, that part rotted away, whether it was made of metal or anyway. Boy, I don't who cares who built the pyramids? Probably Egyptian people. That's what I read. Ants. Ants built the pyramids. Ants. They're giant ants. Oh wow. That's scary. <laughs> And honestly, more realistic than yeah, a lot of stuff. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, Age of Legends was a long time ago, three thousand years ago. Yeah, so not as not as long ago as the Great Pyramids were built, though. So that yes. honestly, that puts it into perspective for me because whenever someone in this book mentions something happening three thousand years ago, I'm like, holy shit. A lot of people are concerned with what was happening 3,000 years ago. Well, to be fair, it's similar to how we're concerned with how the dinosaurs died. You sure, know? right. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. A cataclysmic event happened. That is much more recent for them than it is for us. But we're still talking about it because <laughs> it's a huge cataclysmic event. It's, it seems like these guys have more of a record of what happened 3,000 years ago than we do of ancient Egypt or, or of what happened 3,000 years ago on our planet. You know, the, 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 um, the Aes Sedai have got some stuff written down yeah. and handed down. They know, they know the names of every woman who has been stilled in the current age and stuff. They've got some history. Yeah. We don't so know as imagine- much shit written down. Imagine it like the Library of Alexandria. Yes. Like, at that point, that they had the knowledge of all of that time, you know, the 3,000 years before it. Mm-hmm. We don't have the Library of Alexandria anymore. They're we still burned it down like barbarians. Yes. They're still reading from the Library of Alexandria. And there are books that have been, you know, destroyed and stuff, and they don't have, like, perfect knowledge they have storytelling you know yeah word there are records that they don't have yeah yeah so they know like the general history of 3000 years ago kind of like we know the general history of 3000 years ago but they don't know like exactly what people did on specific days and things like that or beyond like years maybe what what general year it might have happened right yeah 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 Although they do set their calendar by it, so it's like, okay. So they got some, well, you know, and so years ago. Shit, you know, I mean, it's the year goddamn two thousand and twenty-three by our reckoning. Like, you know, we at least have some idea. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but what happened two thousand twenty-three years ago? What oh, was the event? The nailed guy on a tree. Remember? <laughs> I, yeah, that's this time. That's no one will have to get nailed to anything. Yep. he already got burned and maybe he'll come back to life in three days we'll see (laughs) 
three metaphorical days. Uh, yeah. Um, and Egwene is still an annoying piece of crap. She tackled him and sat on him. <laughs> yeah. Tackled him, sat on him, while sitting on him, complained about how physically violent men are. <laughs> yeah. Boy, she's an asshole. <laughs> like, really? Just written to be that way on purpose? She's like, that's not important. <laughs> Insufferable. No, but she's got a she's got an absolute double standard on her. Like she absolutely, yeah. Men are violent, and, and that's why I'm allowed to tackle you. Oh, <laughs> uh, and she's like, I I know why you're driving your friends away, but you just shouldn't do that. Wait, what? What else is he gonna do? Like, <laughs> you you're not offering solutions. You're just saying, oh, you're bad. Don't do that. No empathy whatsoever. Just doesn't doesn't care how hard it could possibly be for him. (laughs) Yeah, I get your I get your I get your feelings about about old leg weed. (laughs) I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Like she cares about him. She obviously cares about him. She just has no capacity for empathy. She will never gain empathy for anyone. Oh my god! Like I honestly, I just like I'm I'm saying this a lot, but I can't read to read. I can't wait to read every single one of these books. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's great! I love it. There's some people who think that there's kind of a lull between like the fourth or fifth book and like the eighth book. Okay, I mean that's a that's, that's a, a play, yeah that's a that's a classic place for a lull to happen. Yeah, well, I think it's because um, in that period there's a lot of switching perspectives and okay. a lot of the perspectives is politics oh sure but it's, there's a lot of yeah policy getting moved around getting pushed kind of but like more more along the lines of like um intrigue in politics than like okay. which is why like i don't really understand why they feel like it's a lull because it's not like people dryly discussing politics it's people talking about like espionage and like how how to you know how to either prevent another country from doing something or how to assist another country with something that they're struggling with and like it's (laughs) sneak around and overthrow rulers yeah yeah so it's very weird to me that people like i I get people don't like talking a whole lot but (laughs) It's still, it's an active, interesting talking to me. So, somebody in the most recent two chapters mentioned that everyone was playing the game of houses. Yes, Bystamar. I don't know if they actually use that word yet, but that's that's the old tongue for it, the game of houses. Very similar to the Game of Thrones. Yes, exactly. The old... Shockingly, the, the shockingly similar. <laughs> <laughs> somebody took an idea from somebody else. Surprising nobody. <laughs> but yeah, the you idea know? of the eternal power struggle being this game that the powerful are playing. With their houses or their thrones or whatever. Yep. And the little people are just caught up in it. 
Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think you've seen Moraine's last name yet. Ooh, I think... I almost feel like somebody mentioned... Mm, I, almost, I, I almost feel like I might have. Or at least someone might have mentioned something about where she's from or something. Maybe in the end of... She did, she did say that she grew up in the palace of Kerkian. Okay, yes. Okay, so I know, yeah, I know that she is, I know where she is from, yeah. Yes. That's about, that that is about it, though, as far as... You know that she's some sort of uh, lordling, at least. Right, yeah, Somebody who would would grow up in the palace. Yeah. Yep. And I know that she is a very sneaky lady who is doing sneaky things with the big lady. Yes. And the red ladies like, don't like her. Yeah, I like that, like, people just made up stories about things that she can do. <laughs> She's just like, okay, sure. Yeah, exactly. Which is what you should do in that situation. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a sneaky witch lady who is always trying to not tell people the truth, that's the correct truth. The yeah. truth they think it is. You're trying to tell people... You're trying to get people to think that you're telling them the truth that they think it is. Yes. <clears throat> Which happens a lot in politics. It's good to have stories and whispers and rumors about yourself going around yeah. that you can remind I mean, people of. Ideally, it happens in politics. Really, in politics, what happens right now is people just lie outright, and whenever anybody tries to uncover the truth, they just silence anybody <laughs> trying to uncover the truth. <laughs> It's it's, <laughs> it's a bit different. <laughs> it's not Ideally, even politicians are honest, but just kind of like saying things in a way that you know. I want to say something really controversial. I don't know, like if you don't want to put it in, like you can. I left it in. Who gives a shit what anyone thinks about Donald Trump anymore? Boring old man. With a boring fucking country still obsessed with it. But, like, that is something that, like, I don't like Trump. I hate, like, policies that he proposes and stuff like that. But at least he's honest like an Aes Sedai. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he telling the truth, whether you okay. think it's the truth that you're hearing or not. <laughs> he is telling the truth. <laughs> like, he's not he's not the politician who just, like lies and then just like silences anybody who no he's a politician who's like says something somebody's like that's not true and he's like that's not the way i meant it <laughs> okay <laughs> yes he's, uh, he's a different kind of terrible <laughs> it is yeah there is a certain amount of moving the goalpost which is inherent and yeah, in that yeah. kind of speech, where you feel like you have yeah. to translate what people are saying, which really, it's about, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of modern politicking has to do with, you know, putting a certain spin on it, but, yeah, but you're, mm -hmm. but I mean, I mean, really, it's kind of two sides of the same circus, but you're... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's also like... At least you know he's not lying, even if you don't know what he's saying. <laughs> A lot of the times it seems like he might not even know what the truth actually is. So yes. why not just tell, say yeah. whatever, whatever, you know, whatever's in his head, whatever he experienced, because. 
Yeah, which is an interesting point to bring up because it's like, how does how would them, you know, their inability to lie, yeah, be affected by? Are they capable of saying something that they aren't like telling something, saying something that they don't know is true, but they right. think it- that's very yeah because truly. If there was some kind of law preventing you from lying, you could turn that into a lie detector or just a you could you could turn that into a divination system because you could yeah. say yeah. if you didn't know if there was a hundred dollars buried under the porch, you could say you could say there's not a hundred dollars buried on this porch. You could say there's not a hundred dollars buried anywhere on this street. And at some point you wouldn't be able to say that. And then you'd say, oh. Well, there's not a hundred dollars buried in the yard of this house. Not like you would want to spend your whole day trying to dig up hundred dollars. But if you truly could not lie by magical law, you could use it to find out any information you wanted. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Here's the other interesting thing: if you can't tell a lie, can you think a lie? It, that that is very interesting. <laughs> And you yeah. no longer deceive yourself. I guess, yeah. How much do we find out about the actual mechanics of the way they All are beholden to the truth? All of these things. Yeah, really, really, really yeah. in detail about yeah. it. Because <laughs> yeah. we are. It's I mean, we think about that they'll that he covers because he's thought about it. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, he understands it's, that there are weird things about the magic system that <laughs> people would have questions about. It's good to know that the author has thought about these things. Like that's, <laughs> it's good. To, it's like, it almost, it, it, there is a security in knowing that the author has thought a lot about all the little details of his world. Yes. We're at the end of chapter five. Um, yeah. Moraine is telling her friend that she's going to send the three boys with the horn to Ilian, and that's part of a big plan or a prophecy and they're gonna present the horn and have a great hunt where heroes of legend are compelled from their graves yes grave is no bar to its call the inscription on it on the horn of Valir you've met Varen now very briefly Studying flowers. Oh, and that's someone who becomes a major character? A minor character. A very, very, very super important minor character. (laughs) Okay, you mentioned, I think you mentioned one of your favorite characters. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. I do like people who sketch flowers. I mean, that's an important thing to do. Yes. So she's my favorite, Matt's my favorite, Perrin's my favorite, um, Moraine is my favorite, um, someone related to Perrin is my favorite. Um, is it his dead wife? <laughs> no. This is... <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Um, yeah, and as as a matter of fact, in these past, like, maybe even just in Chapter 4, we are hit with a lot of names. Yes. A yep. whole bunch of names of Aes Sedai. 
Because okay. all of them are coming back. <laughs> These are all important Aes Sedai. All the Aes Sedai. Any Aes Sedai that's named is important. They will come up at least that's one like, more That's time. like six of them in this chapter. Yes. Which is part of why I think people get so like bogged down in those later books because they're like, I don't remember Yeah, who the hell was like, this? I don't know who the person is. And it's like, well it's somebody that was mentioned like once long ago. <laughs> I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm keeping some yeah. semblance of notes this time. Yeah. It's still interesting enough to me that I wasn't I wasn't bored by those books. I didn't feel like it was a slump, but like going having gone back through it and like actually being able to remember them because i've gone through it you know two three four times now and like knowing what they're like later on what they're like earlier like helps definitely makes it more interesting yeah i bet it does yeah that makes a lot of sense oh well i mean i guess yeah i guess we'll see how i feel about them i mean i don't feel like i mean i've definitely I've read a lot of books full of intrigue. I don't imagine that that's going to be like a turnoff. It is interesting sometimes when you do feel like the pace of a whole series shifts at a certain point. But it it yeah. kind of has to if there's going to be 15 books. <laughs> yeah, but also it it shifts in context. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. When when you're shifting from like a single person's adventure you know to you know from finding out that you're the chosen one to defeating the evil the great evil when that shifts to you know having to like maneuver a an entire government politically or like multiple governments politically like that is a massive shift in like time frames and like you know pacing because there's so many different like moving parts that you have to think about and consider and like as you add more people in that you have to know about and think about and like think about how they're interacting with other like people in different systems like it just is going to inherently slow the pace down (laughs) yeah i I look forward to it i guess i look forward to seeing how it kind of changes and how the feel of it i mean you know this is you get into Sometimes it's the fact that you get into a series because you like the characters or you like the world of it or you like even just the type of action that's in the first couple of books and then when it kind of evens out and when you have to kind of start digging more broader into the world in order to give it a kind of foundation. Uh, If you really like what... If you really, really... Like, if the things that you liked about the first part did their job, now you like the world enough to watch the world spread out a little bit so that, you know, it's like that. It's like a gameplay loop. You know, there has to be a cycle. You need, you need wet and then you need dry. So great. So I look forward to it. Yeah. And the build up and the payoff and the build up and the payoff. Yeah. I think we talked about that in (laughs) the first, the first episode of this. Where we were talking about the first five or six chapters. Yeah, I believe we were talking about what the TV show fails to do. <laughs> yeah. I think that's <laughs> and what Jordan does so very well. So much. He really does. Over really? and over and over again. 
And I really think you can look at the rhythm of the first book as like a series of small waves that just get yep. bigger and deeper as it goes on. It really, the rhythm of that book works really well. And that's why, I mean, you can, because I tracked the pace at which I read it, you can tell at the rate at yep. which I was drawn into it. It's great. Yep. Yep. And um, I think it's really cool because like, he introduces the concept of, t- of Taviran, mm-hmm. which is very specifically very late that rippling effect. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, that w- these, you know, three guys are at the center of this giant ripple effect. And, like, you know, it, they're building up waves that, you know, are affecting everyone else that they meet and everything in, you know, the world, more or less. You know, everything will be centered around the things that they do and the waves that they create. Yeah, fully. Yep. They're really so. even in even in the plot line, those rhythms are uh, are baked in. Yep. I like it. It's musical. Yeah. Uh, again, this. This series is a masterpiece. Like, I, I cannot give it enough phrases. <laughs> There's so many, so many layers to it. Like, just, I, I can't even. I don't think there's a part of the book that you can point to, like, specific plot points or anything like that. That's not, like, several layers deep. You know. Like the even the even you know when when we started talking about it and I told you like you know there's there's references in the first book to things that aren't going to happen for another eight books right like part of that is like the interconnectivity of like the progress of your life you know you're going to go back and and see things that you saw when you were younger and see them in a completely different way and have completely different you know interactions with it. Like, <laughs> so, so much in everything that you see, in everything that the books do, you know. I do. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah. think of something clever to say, like, time is a flat circle. But but I'm, yeah, I know I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. But it is, yeah, it's all reflected. It's interconnected. Yeah. It's interconnectivity. In an ever branching outward reaching web that reflects itself. Mm-hmm. It's a coming of age novel for every coming of age that you can have throughout your life. <laughs> and that's kind of what mythology is. Uh, d- kind of. Yeah. Kind of reflects a lot of anybody. Yeah. I just can't think of like a single book or series that so completely encapsulates that idea, both in how it's portrayed and in like plot beats and things like that. Well, I hate to bring up Neon Genesis. <laughs> I think that's really only relevant for people who are crazy enough to understand it. <laughs> yes. I feel like this is relevant enough to people who are. <laughs> <clears throat> less crazy <laughs> to start with. Stephen King's It is not 15 books long. 
but I think it does a lot of the same kind of rhythm and the same kind mm -hmm. of looking at characters at different parts of their lives that reflect the reader at different parts of their lives. I told you that that's a book that I read at like at least every 10 years. Yeah. I feel like it does um, a lot of the same things for me, maybe, maybe just for yeah. me. Um, I, I mean, I, I've read it a few times and it's, I, I just, it didn't really have the same impact on me that this series did. So sure. I don't know if that's, and that's just personal, obviously, but yeah. it's it's definitely good. And there's a few different like views that you can get from it. For sure. Yeah, I, I just yeah, I, I feel like the the difference is like I've read this series every f four years or so. Yeah, the whole Since thing. The whole thing. Like, reading it through every four years or so. And, like, every single time, I still get something like, oh, you know, that's, you know, this shift that I've seen in my in my own perspective of things. Or, like, I, I can understand more, like, this character or that character. Or, like, I, the first read-through, I hated Egwene whole time, entire time. I just wish that she wasn't in the book. You know, the second time I you understand, I understand why she's why she's an important character. I hate her. <laughs> the third time, you know, I was like, I hate her. She's so dumb and she could do things so much better, but I can get why she does it. <laughs> the next time someone annoys me, I'm gonna tell them that I wish they weren't in the book. Wish you weren't in this book. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited because the next the next week of chapters, well, not even full week at this point, only gonna be like half a week. But even still, that that amount of time, we're gonna get some really good chapters. It's gonna be fun. Crazy yeah, fun. like I mean, I yeah, I mentioned it a couple times, but I got a lot of free time now. So I mean, and I've been you know I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom a lot, but. uh yeah, I got I got time, I, I got time to sit around and kill reading books. Um, sorry that I just. What did you say? Uh, I was saying I'm I'm struggling to keep up with you now instead of reading ahead. Oh, weird. Yeah, I wonder I wonder how that will I wonder how that'll pan out because yeah, I'm just and I mean maybe I mean I don't know I mean obviously if, I doubt that yeah. you will but if you ask me to slow down that's fine. No, I'm not. Like I said, like I've. I've read these books many multiples yeah. of times. You, you tell me, like, you know, a Landron talking to Alessandra, like, yeah, I remember that conversation. You know, right. she attacks on her and, you know, is kind of really weird and unethical and doesn't seem like a thing that I said I would do, but... Yeah, and she makes every... She throws her book in the fire. What the fuck, Leandrin? Yeah. That's not allowed. You can't throw a book in the fire, Jesus! This is Fahrenheit four fifty one. It's no. not okay. <laughs> yeah, man. So I I have very vivid memories of most most things that happen in this book, especially the big, like dramatic things that are like foreshadowing and stuff. Like I I haven't read the fifth one, but I still remembered like the wording more or less of what she said about. Uh, Egomar, because 
it's very important that that's like yeah a second degree lie <laughs> like and thinking about like well can you technically lie like that and still be yeah how do you have to justify it to yourself what mental gymnastics do you have to do it's all <laughs> yeah how much are we going to learn about all of the mental gymnastics that all of these ladies are doing in order to manipulate each other while not technically lying? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that next chapter is the one that hits big. Chapter six is... Yeah. Chapter six is the dark prophecy. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I like it. Cool. Sorry, I'm responding to a DM. Oh, you're fine. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm not even really, I'm not really keeping track. And and that's another part of it. I'm definitely not. It. it I kind of. Well, I mean, it was kind of, we were doing, you know, school, so it was kind of in my head to do it like homework. But really, you know, reading the first book began as doing homework. You know, I knew just make yeah. sure before the end of the day, I have this to do and I'll read this before I brush my teeth. And uh, but now and especially now this one, I'm just and, you know, now I have more free time, but I'm just picking up and reading it whenever. So we'll kind of let's see what the pace yeah. is like. But I'm you know, I'm digging into it. So. I'm glad I'm glad that it caught you like that because that's that's kind of how I felt about it and that's kind of what I said at first you know I was like it's it's not easy to get into the start of it like it's not bad but it's not as gripping because it's kind of trying to introduce you to the characters and then to the world and then once you hit you know Shar Logoth then it starts picking up and like being a story and like it starts gripping you really hard yeah yeah, and it really, and then you really start feeling the hooks of that wavelength that just keeps dragging you along. Yeah, yep. And that's that's where we move to like two chapters a day. Uh, <laughs> so you kind of notice, and and now you're like, you know, maybe I maybe I'll read two chapters, and maybe maybe I won't. It's it's more about how far I get with what I'm reading than trying to do a specific amount of reading. Yeah. I think both things work. I think both are helpful. I think I definitely, you know, because yeah. it was a whole thing. I didn't read books for five, six, some a large amount of years. And, uh, you know, at least, you know, telling myself that I had homework to do every day. Yep. Habit forming can be good. It can be good to form good habits. Yeah. Uh, but also it's good to form uh, easily maintainable habits where sure. you you're actively interested in the book and you really want to read it so it's not just like oh this is something i have to do you know that i'm doing by habit it's something that i'm engaging in because i want to do it <laughs> yes yes exactly so i will try to read chapter five and probably chapter six tonight um You'll probably be done with chapter six and maybe chapter seven. <laughs> so Yeah, we'll see I'll what happens, it. yeah. Alright, so I don't recall exactly what happened or where we're exactly at here. Um 
this was sort of going on around the time that I was launching a uh, Vampire the Masquerade game that we're all kind of involved with. A lot of the people on this show are playing Vampire the Masquerade now, and we were all kind of putting it together over... Really, over the course of a couple of weeks, I feel like the I feel like my camp we're running two. Me and Saint are both running campaigns. I've mentioned this, but mine I think is just basically finally off the ground. So, as we've been launching this for some reason during the first, we started reading the book right after the first session, which was really we had a zero session and then a session and then we started reading this book and then after the f- first session, uh, or I guess maybe after. Well, anyway. Uh, one of those weekends ended up being very busy and then we didn't talk until like Thursday, which is what that was. And so then we ended up talking like three days later about like basically still everything up until chapter eight. So, uh, yeah, here's some more of us talking about another portion of the book. All of that was to say that basically these are recordings from two separate days, not really far apart. Although we made it sound towards the end of that one, like it, anyway, jeez, Louise. Uh, yeah? No, that is, yeah. That is, well, they mentioned that it has happened, but it's very much it's, frowned upon. It's not a tradition. Okay. Um, by yeah. the way, now I'm recording. <laughs> okay. I, uh, yeah, I wasn't before, but now I am. Uh, yeah. So lean. I like lean. I've cast her as Gwendolyn Christie, uh, if you know who that is. She was on Game of Thrones. I don't. She's a very tall actress. Yeah, that'll be that'll be it. She was a big sorry. Very swan like. Sure. Well, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty perfectly. Gwendolyn Christie is a little thick. That's probably not. Well, I don't know. Probably still pretty graceful. She's a big lady. She was like a huge oh. knight that smashes people on Game of Thrones. Uh, it's quite different, but I, I know another person that will probably fit better than. Oh, there's a big smashing lady to come? Uh, not so much smashing, but she's a bigger lady. Is she an Ogier? She's not. Oh, okay. She's in fact a Forsaken. Oh, dear. We've mm-hmm. mentioned a female for- Forsaken. Yes, Lanfear. Yeah, that's who we're talking about? No. Oh, okay. So what, uh... So what's the story with Moraine and Rand? Oh, she... First of all, Rand killed a lady just by being born. Uh, yeah. A lady dropped <laughs> dead. 
<laughs> not like yeah. she was old she had a shock is not <laughs> it was so shocking to see rand being born yes so moraine has been following an infant born to an aeol woman on the slopes of the dragon mount where they and they came to kill a king was it her king or did they just rampage through her her kingdom? Well, she is Kerhianen and Lamon was uh was Kerhianen as well. Okay. So, that's I wasn't that was the that's exactly what I was asking. Yeah. Okay. It was in fact her king that <laughs> got killed. He chopped down that tree twenty years ago? Yep. And it was like the tree of life or something? It was like a big holy yep. tree. Yep. I feel like you want to make a throne. Wow, what a dick! <laughs> he wanted the most unique throne, and you know, it's his tree. He can do whatever he wants with it. How long had it been growing there? Uh, I think it's something like twenty generations. What a dick! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who gave the guess who gave the Kahin in that tree? The Aeolmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why they were so mad and they did exactly what they should have. They responded exactly how they should have. Yep. Yeah, that's uh there's, there's a reason that it's you know, Lamont's pride. Yeah, so these and his sins. So these so very, very full spoilers. Although I mean if you're reading this for for this particular book, obviously this is only eight chapters in, so maybe but anyway. So ever since that lady dropped dead, uh Moraine and Suyan have been plotting to find this dragon and yes. and perhaps support him, which is uh blasphemous. Uh, in some ways, yes. Like, it's both acknowledged as necessary and, like, not okay. <laughs> because yeah, they're going to be in trouble. Allowing, allowing male channelers to just do whatever they want is not okay. However, he has to be allowed to do what he wants in order to defeat the Dark One, according to the prophecies. Leandrin is on to them. Is she? I think I think Lee I think she's on I think she's I think she's on yeah she's on to the whole smelly she's in everybody's dirty business I feel <laughs> she's definitely got some secrets that she's she's gonna be trouble to. I can tell yeah she will be a lot of trouble but uh we also got that last scene of Egwene being Egwene towards Rand again. Yeah, what an annoying character. <laughs> She's Rand. Why are you so put out after having, you know, just had an audience with the Amerlin, you know, being that you're a Chandler and all? Why, why are you so upset? Why can't you just, like, be stoic? Like, fuck you. What? <laughs> <laughs> zero, zero compassion whatsoever <laughs> you know what it's it's not even and again we've talked about how it's not that she's a bad character but it's she is such a bad foil to rand 
like her her the mechanics of her and the plot especially with rand around Mm -hmm. is always so annoying yes (laughs) she's always just another problem or about to cause another problem yes did i say she was pippin i I think i'm doubling down (laughs) she does make a pretty good pippin yeah but yeah i just like he's he's saying listen i'm leaving and i'm never going to be able to see you again as far as i can tell and you know why and she's like yeah but like why are you bothered by it like what <laughs> why are you not as bothered by it as he is why are you not at all understanding of the fact but, you know what I've I I really in this type of situation I have de- I've definitely been her in this kind of situation <laughs> I have definitely uh yeah I've definitely behaved I, like a sociopath yeah <laughs> so I can yeah. get that I mean you know I feel her <laughs> I can understand where she's coming from and I definitely you know I have a long history of behaving like an asshole and really like uh different types of assholes so i can usually kind of kind of yeah. get it and i get i get her shit do you have to I, I can understand not not feeling the same way but not even being able to understand it like yeah having it explained to you is an entirely separate thing no like, but yeah no right level, like <laughs> no she probably yeah no she is an actual sociopath she actually just has her point of view, which is correct. And really, I mean, then that's really yeah. what you, it's, yeah. that's it at the core. Like other people's yeah. perspectives and experiences don't weigh in. Yeah, and that, that's why. And, and we, that's what I mean when I say she's a sociopath. Yeah, we've now met one other person like that. Uh, I don't know if you really picked up on it or not. Yeah, it was that prick that called the cops. Uh. I guess him too. <laughs> kind of not really because like he understand like if you remember like Elaine and Gowen said like he, he understands, understands the greater He's good. Capable of compassion, he just does the right thing anyway. Right. Okay. Yeah, sure <laughs> sure like, sure. Right. It doesn't matter if I feel bad about it, it still is the right thing to do. <laughs> uh Schwan, though. Oh, sure. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She well, she's a, a figure <laughs> of prophecy. Yeah. She has what does well, what does Loki say? She's burdened with terrible purpose. Mm-hmm. Oh, she gets very mad at Moraine. Moraine's like, "How do you expect me to control someone who can channel and like the prophecies? <laughs> like, mm. I just realized I'm doing what I can." So I was like, "But still." It's like no, there's no but. Like <laughs> she had no chance between being in Camelin and being, you know, in the blight. She had one single day to send you correspondence. That's it. That's all she had. <laughs> and she yeah. was a little more preoccupied with, you know, Fane and then leaving. <laughs> Uh, Nynaeve doesn't want to be called Wisdom anymore. Yes. She's sad about... What land, man, Dragoron? All? Land, yeah. 
All on. All on. Yeah. 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 I forgot. The, the, when I said what, I meant, yeah. <laughs> what was the... Uh... Yeah, that's why they think Rand Althora. And we mentioned this 100 podcasts ago, right at the very beginning. They're confused. Mm-hmm. They think he's a lord because he is Althora. Yeah. Like Lan is Alan Mandragorian. Yeah. Mandragorgan. I'll see how many different ways I can pronounce that one. Man um, of Gorgons. Man of Gorgons, yeah. Man of Organs. <laughs> Man of Organs, aren't we all? <laughs> do you have to like do you have to be a virgin to become a druid? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I mean, possibly for some iterations of Druid. Based based only on things that you have said, I'm trying to figure out what the big deal about Perrin's wife is. <laughs> and that was something, that was one of my far-reaching guesses. For... Um, why, why you said that it, like, destroys everything if Perrin has a wife? Oh, right, right, yeah. No, it's, uh... Yeah, next, next book. Next book, you'll find out. So everybody... This is what's happened in this so far. Other than... Well, actually, I mean, I guess, well, all right, well, here we go. Uh, Lan is, like, getting ready to leave, but he doesn't want to because he's sad about his friends and Egwene. And all of the Aes Sedai show up, and Lan is like, what? not Lan, Rand is like, well, I better leave right now. But he can't because they've locked everyone inside of the fortress. Do you think it was a conspiracy? Yes. Do you think conspirators came in and were like, lock everyone inside of the fortress so the Trollocs can have a slaughter they didn't win though they didn't really they didn't exactly have a slaughter yeah it probably would would have been to their advantage if people were not if there were less people there true but somebody would be trying to keep rand inside specifically like he was thinking which is what which seems to be what occurred Mm -hmm. although it may or may not have mattered uh they stole the horn of Valir yes. that will summon uh, the Heroes of Legend, which is, you know, a very important artifact, which was recovered at the end of the last book, and is the cent- probably, I imagine, a central MacGuffin in this book. It's been stolen along with a more important item as far as, you know, I mean, as far as people who have we're been... Concerned. As far as we are concerned as the audience, right? Yes. I have not seen, we yeah, haven't really seen anything about this horn at all, other than it's important. But Matt is fucked up. The symbiote, which could not be removed, has been stolen by the Trollocs, yes. as, as well as the horn. Did they come for both of these things, or did they get lucky? Uh, we'll find out. That's right. Give me a second. Okay. So, well, they, they did break out Fane. Yes. Oh, Remember. yeah, that also occurred, right. Yeah. And as far as yeah, they were gonna send. Were were. 
Was Moraine talking about sending the three boys with the horn to Ilian before this happened? Yes. It was Moraine yep. saying this? Yes. So, yep. so now not much has really changed except the boys are going on a quest to yes. find where the Trollocs have taken the treasure. In the real great hunt. Yeah. They're hunting for the horn. And yes. Matt's dagger, which has corrupted him. And uh, he is going to die from separation anxiety. <laughs> he had a traumatic past, you know. And the girls are going yeah, to Tarvalon. Yes. Where um, the princess is. Yep. And Moraine is going with them? Y- yes. As for now, or as far as we know? Yeah. She has said that she's going with them. And obviously Nynaeve's going as well. I thought Rand, yeah. Rand is being very bullheaded this entire book so far. I called him a dummy when he, uh... Yeah, it was while the... Did he know? Did he even know the? He didn't even know the attack was going on, right? He just no. burst out into the women's apartments because he wanted to prevent Egwene from going to see the madman Padden Fane. Uh, the alarm went off. Oh, it did. Oh, he... okay, okay. The alarm did go off. Okay. Um, but really, finally, after the first four or five chapters of Rand running away, finally. Egwene has done him a great favor of hiding him and he's safe and he can just chill the fuck yeah. out. And I mean, maybe it maybe it makes that much sense that of course she's the one that goes and gets into trouble. Or maybe it's just that he knows her behavior and when he hears an alarm, he assumes that she's the one in trouble. And he's yeah. you know, he's not incorrect. But still, I was like, Come on, dude, just sit down for one minute. They just got you squirreled away up here. And you're getting everyone in trouble. That's what it is. I hate it when when one character gets everybody in trouble. Yes. Uh, It's really only getting himself in trouble, though. I guess, yeah, kind of in this situation. But, you know, everyone went to the bother of... Like, it's undoing undoing what... what Right, he's not... But it's not... It's not negatively affecting anyone but himself. So. Right. He's he's not getting everyone else in trouble, but he's he's pissing on everyone's hard work to hide him. That's what yeah. that's why I was annoyed by him. Understandable. He's really he really dislikes the idea of him not being whatever his father's name's son. <laughs> Yes. Tam. He really, he there's like a real, like, uh, real intense writing of, um, like, uh, thought flow. Yeah. What do you call, like, stream of consciousness type of writing of him. Yes. R- yeah. Of him not wanting to hear about him not being Tam's son. He's from a really tiny, insular little world. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Especially considering the implications of if he is, if he isn't, you know, Tam's son. Like how how much of an impact that's going to have on his life just because what they're saying he is. Yeah, because... But... <laughs> 
if it can be confirmed that Perrin and Matt, well, I mean, at this point, we know because of what happened at the end of the book, but yeah. Yeah. He would like, it's already bad enough. <laughs> it's already bad enough for him that it's like, oh, you know, the person that you thought was your dad your whole life just isn't. Yeah, that is weird. On top of that, you also might be the worst person in the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> no, I think I think he's my dad. I'm not. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> with the other option. <laughs> so. so you like Varen a lot, a brown mage. Yeah. Yes. Scholarly Jeez. mages are brown. Yes. I like that she's very, like, she comes across as very absent-minded and also, like, ridiculously perceptive. Sure. Yeah, she's on to Moraine and Shuya. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's quite Casually quite. looking at her notes, like, yeah. obviously it's one of the guys that you brought. <laughs> They're like, wait, what? <laughs> but she's cool. She's down. Yeah, she's like, well, we, yeah, obviously, I, we can't just like let him loose in the world. We've got to, you know, we can't, we can't gentle him, but we can't just let him run free in the world. Right. So they're, yeah, they're trying to uh, shepherd his path. And those red ladies better not find out about it. Yeah. Gonna be a bad time if they do. What's with this evil prophecy of oh that's the daughter of the night? Yep. Who we who we mentioned uh briefly a moment ago as a female yeah. forsaken. Yep. How come uh did uh did like player character armor protect Matt and Egwene from whatever happened in the uh in the prison? Uh, either that or Fane broke out on his own and didn't feel, necess feel it necessary to do more or didn't feel like he had the time to do more than take the knife. From oh, that. sure. And had to, yeah, had to be on his way. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. I, I'm clearly Matt would have fought back some extent so there was surely some scuffle that left yeah i suppose if you're i suppose if uh, you're on the run and you've you know generally dispatched your opponents you might not stop to slit their throats it makes sense yeah if you're under the impression that they would likely die from whatever happened anyways yeah So that's most of the new characters. Uh, Lean, Leandrin, Shuian. Uh, Anaya, uh, I think. Varen. Oh, Anaya? Yeah, she's the green one. She was sort of. She kind of hasn't shown up in, in the recent meetings. She was the green one, right? Uh, blue? Oh, I'm pretty oh. sure she yeah, the one that Moraine was like, I'm glad to see your smile. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. I wonder if, was there a green one given a name, or did I just misinterpret something? 
It could be that for some reason, it could be that for some, it could have just said that she was wearing some green item of clothing in my brain, you know. Possibly, did yeah. The thing. Yeah, it really could have been. Oh, I'm trying to think of it. I might have the name wrong, too. There's a lot of A's. There's a lot of... <laughs> yeah, the queen... The, There's a lot the, of today. <laughs> the, the dude, the ruler here, and his sister have A names. So yeah. there's another A lady who has been leading a hunt for Rand at the red, at the red command, where we talked about a sort of gentle blackmailing or <laughs> yeah. a gentle prodding with threat of blackmail last last time. Yeah, I don't know anything else. Any 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 other interesting tid tidbits that you like about uh, the whole first portion of this book? There's a lot of like hints at future things and uh like Ingtar facing off against the half man is pretty cool. That's pretty cool, uh, yeah. He got out without a scratch. So he must be really great with the with the sword, right? You would think you would think so. <laughs> it's maybe. A lot of things yeah, are not what they seem. <laughs> yes. And a lot of the women say very sneaky things. Yes. A lot of people say very sneaky things. And do very sneaky things. And then Lan... Um, Lan teaching Brand uh, how to be formal. Oh yeah, weird. Yeah, why does he drip drops of water on the floor, which he does not do. Well, he wasn't offered any wine, so he didn't have Oh, if they do. offer you wine, you ask for water and you drip some on the floor? Yep. Do they, so. uh, if they feed you food, do you have to go to hell for six months, like Persephone? <laughs> <laughs> if they feed you food, you're stuck there for the rest of your life. Wow. Yeah. In that little room with them? Yeah. Are they stuck there too? <laughs> <laughs> no, just you. That's uh that's the uh Fay Wilds. Oh right. The yeah. Long, long day. yeah. If you eat their food sure. then yep. you're stuck there forever. Yeah. Also there's a lot of uh stoicism in the last few chapters. Like very much uh stand on your feet, don't show fear, don't like Sure. Don't let them don't let them see weakness, all that sorts of stuff. Yeah, and, even uh, even has to do with among land's instructions was a very specific posture to Yes. To keep a uh, yeah. Very arrogant saunter. Don't let anything show. Keep your shit together and stay on your feet. And uh, by the reaction of Swan, obviously it worked. Or there's something that she was terrified of, even though she didn't let it show enough for him to be able to tell. There's a lot of sneaky secret shit going on in the beginning of mm. this book. But yeah, Varen, uh, Varen drawing flowers 
interesting to have that called attention to specifically. Well, I love bitches who draw flowers. <laughs> I don't know if that was I don't know if the attention was called just for me. Probably not. Probably. They were like Is she a know, poisoner? Someday. Is she interested <laughs> in poisons? Uh yeah, I mean, probably. Ooh. She probably has an interest in, in alchemy of sorts. I, I'm gonna let you know that payoff is uh twelve books down the line from where we're at. Flower pay flower payoff, huh? Flower payoffs. Twelve twelve books down the line. I told you they like he writes the most inane detail and then like, oh hey, uh in case you caught it, yeah, it's important. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I I get the feeling that this was like heavily outlined. And that, like, even at this point, he knew where all those connections were. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's one of the things that, like, it's the hardest thing about the last few books, because obviously he died before he finished writing the series. And so they had the general outline, but they didn't have everything that was in his head to be able to write it the way that he would have written it, you know? So we get sure. a lot of the like overarching points, but done in a very different style. Not not very different, but a different enough style. We'll get to it more through the rest of this book and as we go further into the books, but a lot of things start happening in... Uh, what's what's that called where it's like it's off screen and your char- like the characters hear about it yeah uh, I mean I would say it's stuff that happens off screen I'm not sure if there's a more literary term probably that's what I was that's what I was thinking there's yeah. there's a specific literary term for it but like it happens a lot and there's a lot of it that happen that's like happening all the time the further you get into the books which I think is part of why people are like, oh, there's a lull, and it's like, not really, sure. you're getting, like, you know, three lines that encompasses what would have happened in, like, five chapters earlier on in the books, and it's happening to people that you know well enough that you can, like, fill in everything that they would have done to, like, have that, uh, that story being told about them, or that line being said about something that they did. Okay. Yeah, so like it gets it gets very heavily into that, uh, like uh, almost an action break. But it's not really action action because it's a lot of talking and po- politics and stuff. But it's like a break from politics to mention a specific thing that's affecting the politics that a character has done or that you know, like a character was involved in. It sounds like it's almost like a zoom out of the entire like conflict and yes and that's that's kind of what that's kind of like how it progresses is like we have the first book is very much like just their their journey and then like you slowly start expanding into the rest of the world and you're just getting like m- more and more general like happenings 
while you're looking at one specific spot. Okay. So you're getting kind right. of yeah, 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 kind of rolled out into the rest of the world because when you're writing, you know, something as world encompassing as the final battle that every single person in the entire world is going to have to be a part of. <laughs> you, there's a lot that you have to cover. I would you say so. All, <laughs> you would either have to write it all out explicitly or make it sort of implicit in like small detailed, like the char- a character has heard about this occurring or news has yeah. come and yeah. this has happened in this. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of writing that handles large conflicts that yeah. way, but it is also, it's like it may be, like, I mean, well, go ahead. You Or like you get a shift in um, like general, in the general um, outlook of an entire group of character or a group of people, like uh, maybe a country because something happened in that country. And like, maybe you got a part of what was happening, but like you get, the rest of it filled in by how the people have changed. The people from that country have changed. Sure. Right. Yeah. 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 In general. Yeah. And so the, and it's how the timeline of the entire, well, whatever you would, the kingdom, I guess, or the entire, this entire landmass, everyone here in Andor, it's the timeline of Andor of the entire nation. I don't know if it has a, I don't know if the word continent is correct. I don't know if nation or kingdom are correct, but the whole well, place. It's a, it's a group of nations and it's not really a continent either yeah. because it's only a section of the continent. Yeah, it's, yeah. It looks like the, uh, the northwest of a place. Southwest? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, I guess that makes more sense. You know what? I don't know if, uh, if the map I had the first time, well, the map I had the first time certainly wasn't in color, but I didn't really notice that there was a big sea to the south. I just knew the blight was to the north. Yeah, the blight to the north, the Earth Ocean to the west, and the Sea of Storms to the south. They got to get that horn all the way to Ilion. Yeah. That's, that's real far from where it's at. Not just alien the country, alien that little tiny city. That little tiny through. city, yeah. <laughs> I, like I like the color map. I love I love maps. I love maps in books like this. Yeah. The color map is real good. It's also really interesting. Um they're in Faldara. Yeah. Like all the way at the very top northeast most section. <clears throat> Yeah, they got a long way to go. The girls going to Tarvalon, not that, not that bad. There's a place on this map called Maradon. Yes. Is there a U in it in Warcraft? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Are there centaurs in in this game? No. In this game? <laughs> in this Maradon? Are there centaurs? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so next we have oh, leave takings. Is everyone gonna say goodbye and be sad? 
Yeah, everyone's um, saying goodbye um, in the in the outer in the outer courtyard. You know what? We have not seen very much loyal yet. Oh, here he is! Um, here yeah. he is in chapter yeah. nine. <laughs> yep, yeah. we okay, did. Good. We did get a little bit of him. Yeah, with uh, in the tunnels. Yeah, uh, with Rand trying to get everyone to leave him alone so that he can go crazy in peace and not kill anyone. But, you know, you can see where Rand's coming from. Yeah. Like, yes, he's being an asshole, but, you know. Like... He's got a lot. He's got a lot on his on his shoulders. You know, he's got a lot yeah. to think about. He didn't have to be such a dick. He was in a hurry as well, well though. He's not 25. He's 19. Right, yeah. So he's a dick. <laughs> Being a dick is the first thing that he thought of, and so. <laughs> he is from very stubborn Two Rivers stock. Mm-hmm. What is it, the blood of the old blood raised by? Uh, it's, is it, yeah, it's the old blood the raised... raised by the old blood. Oh, which blood? Ancient blood raised by the old blood? Something like that. It's something like one, that. One it's, it's some kind of old blood sure raised by yeah, another I'm creature. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's blood of, the, blood of the ancient blood raised by the old blood. Yeah, the Manetheran the, the old blood. Way, way older than the old blood. The Manetheran. Yeah. Yeah, you'll draw a line much further back than Manetheran does. I think someone had mentioned it before that once, but that's not really like a huge. Yeah, like I like I said before, we started any of the books, like just a lot, a lot of really small references. So like that's writing building up. You're yeah. gonna get, <laughs> you're gonna get a lot. You're not gonna get everything unless you literally note down every single thing. <laughs> in which case, you're just rewriting the book. So <laughs> right. <laughs> It's good to catch what you catch the first time and like know well, yeah, how sure. know how that goes how that follows through the story. Yeah, that's very what you naturally end up absorbing and the way that you kind of put it together as you go along is 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 what's fun about <laughs> it's one of the things that's fun about reading a book, you know. Mhm. Um yeah, really, and following those little trails of breadcrumbs. Because he does, and it's it's something that we have, yeah, again, that we've already said, that it's, you mention something very briefly, and then when it's mentioned again, you add a little bit of flavor to it, and then when it's mentioned again, you maybe a whole paragraph or something, and or maybe you're introducing a character at that point, and then you yeah. start to see a mention of the culture and the whole thing. And you're slowly learning about the world as the uh, that, that as ex- the characters that move through it. That outward expanding view, more and more of the world gets incorporated. You slowly get smaller and smaller, just like hints of things you already know deeply enough that you don't have to have it like explicitly laid out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what else, but that's, uh, yeah, we've begun the great hunt. Yep. 
we're headed out on a on an adventure, on a grand adventure. On a hunt for horns and knives. Indeed. So I think by next time we keep a reasonable pace, even a chapter a day, we're gonna get to I think we're going to get into an interesting spot. Cool. Yes. Another thing to note was um, the lines that Rand scrubbed out with the straw. Oh, right. Yeah, smart of him. Just in time, Rand. It's never over, Althor. We'll meet again at Tomen Head. Tomen Head, huh? Yep. He destroyed the evidence, which was smart. <laughs> yeah, which was very something to him. Yeah, Leah, I definitely. Well, obviously she sucks. <laughs> yes, we're definitely not supposed to like her, but I feel like we're gonna like her a lot less. Yes, maybe not. Definitely. Sometimes they surprise you, but she seems mean. Yeah, she's she's pretty pretty mean the whole way through. <clears throat> Well, thanks for joining me as always. And yeah, I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll be putting this one out, you know, at some point this week. Yeah, we'll be reading a lot more this week. Yeah, I'll be great. reading a lot, a lot more next week because I'm on vacation next week. Nice. So. Awesome. Yeah. Vacation is. Vacation is. Great. I should be able to keep up with you easily next week, yeah. <laughs> however much you want to read. <laughs> Yeah, and really, I really, yeah, now that the vampire game is off the ground, I really have, uh, I really got some free time now, so. I got a lot of things to do. I got a lot of things to check up on and shit, but, you know, as always, as I always do. If you want to finish this book by the end of next week, I I will be able to do it, so. (laughs) I'll do my best. Don't, don't push yourself, just. Just letting you know. I never do. I've, I love this series. So if you get us pulled into it, then I'm there for it. All right. What the hell was I typing that entire time? I was, you know what? I was definitely typing in DMs about Vampire the Masquerade. It really, we're really, we're really into it now. We're really doing Vampire the Masquerade. But um, uh, yeah, I'll stop. Remember a couple of, I don't know how many episodes ago, I was like, Jesus Christ, what was I fucking doing, eating chips during that episode? That time I was doing too much vampire DMing, so I'll try to keep the DMing with my keyboard to a minimum while we're recording. Oh God, now I'm yelling. (sighs) Wow, very impolite, just falling apart here. Anyway, yeah, come and talk to us on Discord. Discord. Koyadk.tv, C-U-Y-A-D-K.tv. Uh, today is Thursday morning. Uh, later today or tomorrow, I will be putting out the episode where I talk to Saint about the La Sombra, the scary Spanish shadow vampires. Uh, they were really from all over Western Europe, Spain and Italy. I don't know. Italy probably doesn't count as Western and somewhere else. The La Sombra. Um, yeah, that's all for this one, I guess. Uh, hooray. <laughs>
Пусть исполнится то, что задумано. Пусть они поверят. И пусть посмеются над своими страстями. Ведь то, что они называют страстью, на самом деле не душевная энергия, а лишь трение между душой и внешним миром. А главное, пусть поверят в себя и станут беспомощными, как дети. Потому что слабость велика, а сила ничтожна. Когда человек родится, он слаб и гибок. Когда умирает, он крепок и черт. Когда дерево растет, оно нежное и гибко. А когда оно сухо и жестко, оно умирает. Черствость и сила — спутники смерти.